All right, you all, so let's make it plain. <sighs> right now, I want to talk about this movie, Juice, right? Back in the day, as a kid watching this movie, it was so cool, you know, Q, you know, how cool he was as a DJ, you know, he's got his girlfriend, but all of the things that happened to them <laughs> and all of the things that transpire in this, this movie, um, they hit a little bit different when you're, instead of being, you know, 10 or a teenager in this movie, when you're, you know, old enough to, to, to have these kids be one of your children. Right. And it's like, now I'm looking at, you know, the mom and looking at these characters and I'm like, dang man, some of y'all are saying the exact same things. Like I say right now, cause I coach, I mean, there's, you know, so, some of these kids remind me of kids that I've coached. Right. Um, so like from the jump, let, let's just, let's start with them not being in school. <laughs> like, like ironically, one of the more classic scenes of the movie is when, you know, uh, Tupac, you know, or Bishop is standing there at the locker, uh, when, you know, Q is closing the locker and he's still, you know, standing there telling me, you ain't nothing. I ain't going to be nothing, blah, blah, blah. And when I decide you did, you did too. You know, whatever he says. But like, as many times as you see this movie, why are they spending so much time outside of school? Right? They're at the arcade. They're going to steal music, probably pretending that they're 19. Because, I mean, let's be honest. Like, you know, as people say, black don't crack. You know, you could be talking to a, a, a 30-year-old that looks 18. So, <laughs> um, they're spending so much time out of school. Now, is this that that the more you know kind of moment where, well, they're sing, you know, raised by a single black mother, and they don't have the leadership and guidance guidance of you know a, a two parent home. I mean, yeah, there's some of that. You know, there there's definitely some of that. Um, but sometimes, I mean, it's it's like. I hate the phrase boys will be boys. It's really just kids will be kids, right? Some of these high school kids, when you don't know better, when you don't know better, you won't do better. But in retrospect now, just thinking back, I'm like, man, look at all the times I lived in fear of a detention or, or, you know, you don't do this. You don't graduate. You don't walk. You don't get to do this. That I lived in fear of things that kept me from, you know, performing as an athlete or graduating and going on, you know, to get a, a college education. Like, I'm like, man, like, I really let that stuff scare me where I knew other friends and, you know, people that just didn't care. They're just like, I don't need this. You know, like it was a guy in my gym class freshman year. He would just skip gym class and go get donuts and strawberry milk. <laughs> the exact same thing that Q and Bishop and Steele and Raheem are doing the exact same thing. And so I'm like, man, like, not that they aren't good kids. I believe they're good kids, you know, just making some dumb decisions, obviously. But also another place that they go while they're, you know, not in school is the arcade. It's Samuel L. Jackson's arcade. Now, when the police roll up, Samuel L. Jackson says something and everybody scatters and, and runs away, right? 
trip, <laughs> trip. He scatter. He, he says some. Everybody runs and scatters away. So that means his whole book of business, <laughs> his customers at this time were all. I want to say what ninety nine percent high school students during the day. It's like, man, what kind of Monday? What kind of day of the week is this where you just let kids randomly come and play arcade games? Well. Let's be honest, with our remote learning, are kids really at school or are they playing Fortnite, right? So times really haven't changed. And you can honestly say that Trip was actually, you know, helping because instead of these kids being out, shooting, stabbing somebody or getting into further trouble, they're playing video games. Street Fighter or join a gang. I'd much rather these kids play Street Fighter. So no, I don't want to condone kids skipping class and not getting education. But in this case, Trip is taking care of them and making sure these kids actually have a place to unwind and, and, and let off some steam because really he could report all of them and send them all to detention, send them all to jail and unlock the door. Well, the door wasn't locked. Unlock the door and let the police in at will. Right. They just dro- having to drop by. Now, when it comes to the DJ competition, this is for me like one of the more iconic moments of my childhood. Being able to watch Boys in the Hood, being able to watch, um, you know, like Naughty by Nature's like climb to fame at this time. And then seeing, you know, Q, you know, use like, you know, the intro to their song as like how he opens up. And then the DJ, he battles like I can go and get that music right now. You know, is it good to you? Like pump, 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 pump it up. (laughs) So it's like I could go and listen to that music right now and I'm transported back into that time. And I'll feel like I'm that kid with the, you know, the, the high top fade, you know, with the part in the middle, like Bishop. I tried to get that, um, flat top like Bishop. And what I didn't know is like, your hair has to grow really fast or you have to like have a really good relationship with your barber to go back and make sure that stays neat and clean and tight. Otherwise, you got to cut it all the way back down to the beginning. So, yeah, that competition is probably one of the only things I can honestly say makes sense. Like he should be at this competition. Um, That's a great place to blow off some steam. Great place to have some energy. And everybody at this place looks like they were at least 25. You know, I don't want to say 30, but at least 25, especially for this time period. Um, Because like Queen Latifah is in there emceeing the whole thing. So and Flex, Flex also, you know, stops in and and drops by, which is pretty dope. But um, (laughs) like there's just so much that happens in this movie. Um, I don't want to say that is bad. But, you know, it is hip hop culture, right? The, the graffiti, um, the, the outfits, um, the sagging pants, the flat tops. Um, you know, there, there's so many really cool elements to just this one movie um, that, yeah, you know, kind of show you what, what small pieces of hip hop culture um were available at that time because it's really just was it like 91 92 let me look here hold on do my research 90 not 1992 i was right so 
Yeah, this was definitely in my Jodeci phase. Boy, I thought I thought I was Joe Duh. I was the Duh of the C. You know, Joe Duh C. And you know, you know, Boys to Men and Tevin Campbell and you know all that. So he's not in school. Like none of them are in school when they should be. They are at the arcade, which you know is like a neutral spot. He does go to that battle at night, which is okay. Like your kids are gonna go out at night. Now he's got this older girlfriend, right? <laughs> now when he stops over to see when Q stops over to see his girlfriend, the dude that she was dating before him looks like he's dang near you know fifty. Like he looks like somebody's dad. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, what's going on here? Like he looks like somebody's dad. So I don't know. That kind of, you know, confuses me a little bit. Um, Cause I'm like, how old is this chick? Is she supposed to be like 25? And the guy she's dating is like 30. Cause you know, he, he's like a grown man. Right. So I don't know. I don't know that. That kind of threw me a little bit. I'm not saying that kids, you know, kids can't date up. But, like, I really didn't get the impression that this girl was, like, 19 and had just graduated high school. She was, like, a grown woman. Like, she had on aerobics clothes. She was, like, an aerobics teacher. She was, like, she was, you know, at least 25 herself. So, you know, hey, we're we're all entitled to do whatever we want to do and date whoever we want to date. Um, at that time, though, it's it wasn't like it is now. Like now we're we're kind of at a time now where now I want to say moms and and dads alike are saying, you know, that you shouldn't be really reaching up like that to date that kind of a woman, you know? Like that's kind of robbing the cradle. Um, because when um, you know, when these high school girls get caught or uh, a high school teacher gets caught with a high school girl, like a, a male teacher gets caught with a girl, we want to throw him under hell, right? We want to crucify him, burn him alive, right? But what if it's a, you know, mature young lady, a high school teacher, a young lady that's, you know, 25 or, or older, that is hooking up with, you know, a student. It doesn't look so right now that I've painted the first image. Now that we're coming to the second, it's not really that cute. Like masculinity, masculinity does, can't go everywhere and look cute. Like it's not really cute. So the fact that she is someone who he chose to date and they chose to date outside of the school realm that makes it okay if the mom says it's okay, but like, you just gotta think like when you're 25, the 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 world is so open to you as an ocean of dating. Like, why would you need to date a high school kid? Like that that didn't even sound right. If anything, I feel like the directors were just trying to send a message that you know this kid is so cool that he can you know date a a, a woman, right? <laughs> I mean, Ernest Dickinson, Ernest Dickerson, you know, he he was involved with Juice, would do the right thing. He's even involved with The Walking Dead and, you know, the godfather of Harlem. So, I mean, he's, he's even been involved with Purge. 
House of Cards. Like he's involved with a lot of nitty gritty, you know, you know, suspenseful type movies, you know, especially that include, you know, uh, the urban, you know, landscape. So, yeah, that that kind of threw me a little bit. But yeah, like I said, like if you're 18, like when you're a kid or you're in high school watching Q date this delicious woman, you can go on and on and on about it thinking it's cool. But if you're like, say, for example, if I dated that chick and I'm 25 or 30 and I'm sitting there on the couch and she walks in this little string bean high school kid, I'm going to feel exactly the same way that dude did. Right. I don't know. I know that women do have a biological clock that's ticking. Maybe she has mind control over this boy and she knows she can mind control him and get some you know, kids out of the deal. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, the, the fertility struggles and all that were not mentioned uh, in this movie or very much in the 90s. So I don't know. You know, I don't know. I, I really don't know. They chose to show that relationship for a reason. Like I said, it's cool. I'm the other person um, that's dope to just kind of look at, um, you know, our, our hip hop and kind of black excellence um, is Samuel L. Jackson and Queen Latifah. I mean, Samuel L. Jackson, Queen Latifah and Flex, you know, they're all established in, you know, the entertainment industry very well. Like, you know them when you see them. I, I can say at least in a lot of black homes. I mean, even on Love, you know, pops his little head out in that movie, um, as a kid. So, uh, Fab Five, Freddy, Ed Lover, you know, these are like big East coast, New York people and presences of hip hop, you know, Eric Sermon, um, you, you can't really, they can't go anywhere and not be noticed. So there's like a lot of hip hop excellence in that film and I want to say before like Bloods and Crips were like a, a very known thing and before the East Coast rivalry between like Tupac and Biggie, before all that, there was a lot of hip hop collaborations that happened. Like there's several award shows and videos from behind the scenes where people just casually talked. Like you can just see like Busta Rhymes and Jay-Z and, and Method Man and Red Man on the um, Rhyme and Reason soundtrack. If you've ever heard of the Rhyme and Reason soundtrack from that movie. Just interviews with a bunch of just great, you know, great rappers, great talents at the time. And, you know, Rhyme and Reason was, you know, kind of that. Um, it was kind of like that. Uh, I don't want to say like not roasting because roast. Comedy Central Roast do bring people together very well. And I'm not going to quite say like Freaknik because that's a bunch of people like just dancing and drinking and, and you know, being promiscuous, you know, letting it loose. Um, it was just a great collaboration um, in the same way Marvel. Marvel Comics is kind of just doing their thing and, and just painting whatever kind of world they want to paint now with these characters. They're, they're like their own sci-fi channel. Um Early on in the game, like behind the scenes, a lot of rap, uh, 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 a lot of rap stories were happening that aren't told uh, today. Unless you go and look at like comedy hype news or Vlad TV or 
um, uh, the Breakfast Club, you know, the Breakfast Club or Sway. Um, you you get to hear a lot of like these collaborations and relationships and, you know, what Tupac was really like behind the scenes and, you know, all this. So, um, you know, it's just dope. You know, the movie was just dope. It showcased, you know, I want to say the freshest part, <laughs> fresh pun intended, as that word was used a lot. It showed the freshest aspect of hip hop, which was the youth, right? All these movies are commercials for clothing, for homes, for interior things. They're commercials for everything that you see. And the way they dress in this show, these were things that I tried to mimic and wear as a kid. Like I tried to find these clothes and wear these clothes as a kid and Surprise, surprise, not everything fits everybody. Like, you have to have a certain body type, height, or weight, you know, to carry certain things. Um, Which finally brings me to Bishop, Tupac's character. Um, Everybody knows a Bishop. You know, everybody knows that, that Tupac character. Like, he's got so much emotion, so much energy, so much character. He sees it on TV and he literally wants to be it. Like, I can't remember the, the movie that the guy that, that they were watching, but the guy was saying he was like on top of the world. And Tupac took that wholeheartedly. I mean, some kids will watch these movies. I mean, they're going to watch Thor Ragnarok and think they need to go and grab a hammer and just like crush people. Right. Until you tell them different. You know, I mean, it's just classic like boys. We'll watch G.I. Joe or Power Rangers or, you know, any of these Marvel comic shows and a gun comes across the screen and they're running around the house. Ah, Thanos, I snap. They're like doing all the noises. And then, you know, stereotypically, they show the girls doing My Little Pony stuff or Doc McStuffins or Dora the Explorer, something that's a lot more... uh, uh, a lot more uh, docile, a lot more quiet, and a lot more, um, you know, controlled, and that they, you know, make as like what what women are doing, right? And that's why, like, thank God for Captain Marvel. But in these movies, you just see like a whole bunch of activities and behaviors that really showcase mental health. Like, I think that's the thing that... um, like really blows me away is how much of our culture has to do with mental health, right? Like take away the color of our skin. You take away the color of our skin. If we were all just actually like gray, right? If everybody looked exactly the way they looked in a black and white photo, right? Mental health. And what is this cat's mental health? Like, why is he so erratic? Why is he so edgy? Why is he so on edge all the time? Like, why are we deciding to buy a gun? Why are we trying to rob old man uh, uh, Quillez? You know what I'm saying? Like, no. (laughs) And the way Q is sitting there thinking about it, like, I've had those moments. Like, we're just like, I really don't want to do this, old janky. I don't really want to be like this. That's okay. That's you. It'd be better for you to know your role and understand who you are than get dragged into something and be in jail or prison. 
suffering, mad, angry, hurt, and resentful for the rest of your life, right? Like, nobody wants that. Like, to, like, no. So, it's like, oh, okay, you made fun of me. Like, yeah, I didn't go and, and rob that, you know, dude with you or whatever. I chickened out. I punked out. I was, you know, crying. I was a sissy, whatever. They shot that dude, right? They shot old man Quillez. Now a murder is on your consciousness. Where if Q say he would have been really smart, he would have just stayed at the club. He would have, nah, man, I, y'all, I don't. Like, don't go. Just, you know, let's chill. Let's, let's get with these girls. I'm about to win this competition. Win the competition, be worshipped, and have fun. Like, people love escalating things the wrong way. We have classic, classic, classic representations of this. Not just throughout uh, uh, history, but even the last year. <laughs> so, you know, like it, it really is a it really is a movie that highlights whether they realize it or not. It highlights mental health. It highlights you know cultural differences um, because, like, you take for example, you compare Ferris Bueller's Day Off to uh, uh, Juice. It's the same thing. Right. It's the same thing. Culturally, yes, different positions in life. But Ferris Bueller just decided I'm going to fake being sick so I can stay at home and have the greatest day like ever. He went to a Cubs game. He went to go uh, uh, fake it and be the the uh, sausage captain. Uh, was it George Froman or whatever his name was? Um, like he did all these crazy things like he took his his best friend's car out and drove it all over the place. Like they had such a good time. They went to the Smithsonian, right? The, to the museum. Wait, was that the Smithsonian? Whatever museum there is in Chicago. I need to do my geography. <laughs> uh, oops. Oops. Bad Wayne. You don't know your Midwest. Um, so yeah, he, uh, <laughs> He did exactly the same thing. Same like lean on me. Such a horrible school that Joe Clark had to come in and clean up and change. Like kids used to skip school a lot. Kids probably still skip school. Only difference is now we've got, you know, text messaging and, and um, you know, remote learning and all that where it's it's a lot harder to fake it because you're walking around with the monitoring device. Right. If you text somebody and they're like, yeah, I'm at school and, and they're like, yeah, send me a picture. Well, that's not the clothes you were wearing today. <laughs> like you staged a picture like you, your parents are going to know you're lying. So, yeah, this movie just really affected me in a completely different way. Now, watching it as a dad, watching it as a parent, because you're like, man, I don't want my daughter dating these boys. Like, if you have a daughter and you're watching them walk around, like, you don't feel proud that they're dating one of these, you know, boys. Same thing with Ferris Bueller. Like, when you meet Ferris Bueller, if you know that he's been doing all that stuff all day, like, what assurity and and, and what promise can you make to yourself, right, that he's going to treat your daughter better, Right. Will he look at your daughter as the, the same type of obligation as, um, you know, school and say there's times where he does and does not need to be with her? You know, that's on them. But, yeah. 
I mean, there, there's there's so many movies, especially with Omar Epps. <laughs> there's so many things that you can look at and and just reference. You know, this topic right here, just kids skipping school. You know, what does it say about them? What does it say about their mental health? And 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 as a parent, like, what if your son or daughter wanted to date one of these people, right? What do you say? What do you do? <laughs> so, I mean, I won't go as far and like set it off and paid in full. There's all these amazing movies, you know, Baby Boy, Boys in the Hood, New Jack City, Poetic Justice, Above the Rim, um, Menace of Society. Um, I think Above the Rim, Above the Rim might be the one. That might be the one more closely related to um, who I was growing up, right? You, you want to be talented. You want to go far and, you know, things might not be the way you want them to in your personal life at home. Um, but you've got those people along the way that, Honestly, they've done more than you have and they've been better at you or been better than you at it. So they are helpful as as a mentor. So, yeah, I just had to stop and talk about this because it made me laugh. I'm like, wow, this movie Juice is not all about fun and DJing and all this because the way it ends with Tupac squaring off with, um, you know, Q, like that's not how friendships are supposed to be. Like, I know I talked about mental health, but that's not a friendship, right? Friends don't make you go rob people and risk your life just because they don't like the way you live and try to throw you off of a a, 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 a high-rise apartment, right? That's not a friendship. Friendship should not make you choose things that will make you end up in prison. That's not friendship at all. Friendship should be some things in life where regardless of, you know, the conversations we have should make you want to be better. So, yeah. Oh, peace and love, everybody. Watching Juice. It's probably other 90s films I like to talk about a little bit more. But, yeah, I was just watching this and I'm like, man, what a throwback. Um, the same thing with Ferris Bueller. I can throw him in there, too. What are you doing not in school? <laughs> and that's why his sister hated it. Like Ferris Bueller's sister. Like you can't have her in juice because she'd rat them all out. And that's why Q's little brother, when he's like, I want to be like Bishop because I want to be cool. He had to correct him on that because he's like, no, nah, man, like, yeah, we might be high schoolers and, and we might do some bad things every now and then. But like, we're not evil. I think he could kind of sense like Q had that button. He could flip that switch. He was kind of evil. And I mean, that's just Tupac being Tupac, right? <laughs> Tupac, Tupac, Tupac. <laughs> OG, triple OG. Um, but yeah, good movie still. Just showcases and highlights life, what was going on at that time. And um, yeah, I mean, Obviously, the type of person I am, I want a happier ending. I would rather show something different. You know, I'd, 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 instead of people dying, I would I would love to see them all graduate and go to high school, go to college, you know, do great, meaningful things with their lives. But, you know, some people needed to see it on, you know, on screen to see like, man, hey, you keep messing around like this. A Ricky 
can get shot and killed because you all were dumb and, and full of your ego. You got your brother killed that a, a bishop can end up not just shooting and killing Quilez, but dying and falling off a roof. I mean, he killed two of his friends, shot him. So, yeah. In a way, I guess they're trying to show you can't get away with everything, which I, I understand. Um, but, yeah, they're just great lessons, great, great tools of wisdom. So. All right, everybody. Peace and love. Hope you all love me. I love you back. Um, definitely love, like and share these messages. I'll see you soon.